Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us, and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. If you have your Bible, let's open up to Mark chapter 5 real quick. Mark chapter 5, and I'm just going to share this word, and maybe we'll pray for some people. I know we'll pray for some people at the end. And uh, hey, if you're watching online right now, a special welcome to you. Can we put our hands together for everyone watching online? Really glad to have you. If you are caught in a blizzard somewhere, uh, we're sorry about that. And uh, maybe one day God will call you to Florida and you'll never have to worry about it. So um, it, it did, there, there was talk and rumor of snow. Did anyone happen to see any snow uh, over the last couple of days? I didn't see it. I, don't, I didn't see it and I don't believe it. So, um, but uh, that's, all, that's all we're gonna get for sure. So we, we know no more is coming because um, as soon as February hits, it's 85 degrees again. So, um, but hey, uh, if you're online, a uh, special welcome to you wherever you're watching from. And uh, don't forget, Sub30, that every single week, uh, several hundred people are always watching online from all over the United States. And I mean, we got people watching from our campus in Ireland and uh, just all over. I mean, sometimes you'll see Australia pop up on, uh, on the map and stuff like that. So it's pretty wild, the, the scope of influence and what God's doing here and how it's really just hitting people um, all over the world. People who don't even speak English are, uh, are watching our services just to see what, what God's doing here. And uh, that's, that's pretty special when you think about it and uh, just what an awesome thing God is doing in us and through us. And so here in Mark chapter five, I'm gonna start in verse 24. If you don't have a Bible, it's all good. We're one of those churches that has you covered. All you gotta do is look up at the screen and uh, it's not even a problem. So I'm gonna read and you can follow along. It says this, a large crowd followed and pressed around him, okay? Him being Jesus. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors. She spent all the money she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. That's, that's, hor like, that's uh, horrible. That's really, really bad. You, you got an issue, you have a medical issue, you spent all your money and you're actually no better, but you're actually getting worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came up from behind him in the crowd. She touched his cloak and she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I'll be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. Everyone say freed. Freed. And at once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him and he turned around in the crowd and he asked, who touched my clothes? Well, you see all these people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, she came and fell at Jesus' feet, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. I like what the message translation, uh, it's just another translation of the Bible. I like what it says there at the end. It says, Jesus said to her, daughter, you took a risk of faith and now you're healed and whole. I love it. You took a risk of faith. Man, if there's anything, this has not a lot to do with where I'm going, but if there's anything that I want to be a banner over my 2016 is that I took a risk of faith. Like I, when, it, when it comes to my faith, I never wanna be like the cautious, timid person when it comes to my faith. I wanna be the risk taker when it comes to my faith. I wanna step out, I wanna believe God for things that I never even thought possible. I wanna believe God for more. See, see, sometimes I just think you gotta understand going into a new year, please just get a revelation that your dreams aren't big enough. I'm glad you're dreaming, but I can guarantee you they're not big enough. That what God has in store for you far exceeds anything you could ever imagine, think, or dream. I wanna be a risk taker when it comes to my faith. 
I want God to look at me and say, boy, Clay, you took a risk on that one. Boy, I heard you pray that prayer, Clay. That's a risky prayer. I want that to be said about me, about me and my faith, man. Let's be risk takers with our faith to believe God for such exceedingly abundantly more types of things than we could ever even ask or imagine. And I want you to flip over to Matthew chapter seven. Starting in verse seven, if you don't have time to get there, it's, I know it's just like one more book over, but you can write it down, read it later. Matthew seven, starting in verse seven, it says this. Ask and it'll be given to you. Everyone say ask. Seek and you will find. Everyone say seek. Knock and the door will be open to you. Say knock. There was like someone jumped the gun, but it was awesome. Knock and the door will be open to you. For Check this out. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you're evil, it's like, thanks God for reminding us. Um, though you're evil, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? If you wanna take some notes tonight, I always highly encourage it, right? Just give yourself the opportunity for God to speak something to you. You'll be ready with your pen, paper, note section of your phone, whatever. Um, I've entitled this message Trapped. Trapped. And, um, and here's why I've entitled it that, because I believe this. I think throughout the course of our lives, um, even now in our 20s and, and early 30s and the 40s who snuck in tonight, um, for all of us, uh, we love you. You're, you're welcome. Just young at heart, right? So, um, uh, but I think most of us, if we were honest, we would all say we know what it feels like to be trapped. Trapped in, in some circumstance, like, like we all know that, that, that situation and maybe people in here tonight, you actually feel this way. You feel stuck or surrounded or imprisoned or confined. You, you feel trapped in an area of life. I think we've all felt that at some point or another. And I wanna talk tonight on what I believe is the only remedy uh, understand I didn't just say a remedy. It's the only remedy for getting untrapped out of the confinement, out of the imprisonment, and out of the stuckness of some of the situations that we even feel. And so let me pray for us and we're gonna get into it tonight. Father, we thank you for the privilege of your Holy Spirit being here tonight. What an awesome sense of your presence in worship. And God, we just pray right now that we would receive this word. God, the stage has been set. You are most assuredly here. And God, I just pray that we would receive this word tonight. Lord, that we would leave and God, we would get out of some of these ruts and situations that Lord, life has thrown us or, or some of them we've, we've dug ourselves into a trap. But God, we wanna get out of it. We wanna get on the road doing what you've called us to do, living the abundant life that we know is available inside of a relationship with Jesus. So Lord, we receive the word with gladness tonight in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen? Amen, amen. awesome. Um, hey, there's, a, there's an illustration that I thought of as I was piecing all of this together, and uh, I, I thought of that toy, that kind of object that I know we've all seen at some point or another, and it's called a Chinese finger trap. You ever seen those before? In fact, um, we actually had ordered thousands of Chinese finger traps, and we were gonna have them out in the crowd tonight, so everyone was gonna have one in their hand, but thanks to like that snow blizzard Jonas or whatever, um, it's not here. It's stuck somewhere between China and here. And so, um, and so anyway, so they didn't make it in time, but, but you could just imagine, just close your eyes and imagine. Let's all go there together. Um, 
And so you can imagine, right? And the, the Chinese finger trap, we've all seen this. We've all had one of, in our hand at some point or another. And, and you know, it's interesting because what happens with the Chinese finger trap is, is you know, you put a finger in, in both sides right there and, and you know, you, you got your fingers in this, in this little object, in this little whatever prize in a cereal box, I don't know what it is. And so, but, but what happens is when you try to pull away, well, you're, you're not getting out, right? You're, you're trapped when you try to, to pull away. You're not going anywhere, you're stuck, you're trapped, you're confined, you're imprisoned as long as you try to pull away. The only way you're getting out of the trap is not by pulling away, it's by drawing close. It's the only way you're gonna get out. In fact, in regards to the trap, the harder you try to pull away, the more the tension increases. The harder you try to pull away, the more the pressure increases. If you want out of the trap, you can't pull away. You gotta draw close. You see, Sub 30, it's the simplest illustration in the world, but yet I think it's so profound when it comes to our spiritual life. I know so many people, young adults, right? This is just who I naturally minister to the most inside of what we do at Celebration. But I know so many of us, we get ourselves in traps and in imprisoning circumstances and situations. And so many times the person's immediate first thought is, I, I gotta pull away. I, I, I gotta pull away, right? And it's almost like, you know, in life sometimes we have a lot of things on the burners, don't we? You're busy, I know you're busy, you got a lot going on and, and, and the pressure and the tension in life is weighing you down. But too often I see people and when they start to look at all that they have going on in their life thinking to themselves, I gotta relieve the pressure. I gotta relieve the tension. The first thing some people choose to drop is church and God. Oh, well, I need, I need more margin in my week, so I'm just not gonna go to church anymore. I, I need some more space in my week. I gotta relieve some of the pressure, so, so I'm just gonna pull away from, from some church obligations or, or some God obligations or, or some of my worship gatherings that I attend. And I'm here to tell you, when you pull away like that, the pressure isn't relieved, it only grows stronger. It only goes just like that simple Chinese finger trap. You pull away, you're never getting out. The trap gets worse the harder you try to pull away. You gotta draw close if you want to get out of, the, out of the trap. If you want relief, you gotta draw close. If you want reprieve, you gotta draw close. If you want liberation, you gotta draw close. And I know people who go through life and that's always like the first decision they make. I, I, I've seen it. I think we've all maybe known that person, been that person, come on, hello. I think we've all seen this before and, and the person decides, man, I, I need a little margin. I'm just gonna pull away from the things of God. And I'll just say this as a loving pastor who honest to God loves you, cares for you, prays for you very, very often, um, that will be the worst decision you'll ever make in life is when you pull away. It's, it's, it's the worst decision. Now understand this, I don't get paid any more or any less whether you show up or not, okay? But I'm just telling you as a loving pastor, you, you pull away and the trap gets worse. You pull away and the tension gets a whole lot stronger. I, I, what I want for us in this year's is, is let's just all first and foremost be real with each other. And at some point in 2016, the enemy's gonna throw you something, right? He threw you something in 2015, like let's just not act like he's not there and he doesn't exist. He's gonna try to throw you something in 2016. And, and what I want to encourage you to do is when he tosses that to you, don't pull away from God. Boy, in that moment, you better draw close. In that moment, you better draw close to get out of the trap that the enemy's trying to set for you. And I think we've all known that person who's pulled away, thinking, oh, okay, this is, this is what I'll do. I'll just pull away, and I, I could just solve this on my own. I can, 
I can fix this on my own. I can, I can get out of this trap on my own. And they never get out of it on their own. And it always gets worse. And I'm never, I'm never that guy, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think it's godly to sit around and say, told you so, you're an idiot. You know, like that's, I, I'm not that guy, but I can easily see it, it man, it didn't get better for you. And you'll, you'll come back around and, and sometimes like, you know, like I, I say this before, sometimes when, when we don't allow wisdom to be our teacher, then experience is gonna be our teacher. Experience is an awful teacher. You'll go around the mountain several times if experience is your teacher. But man, my prayer is that tonight we, we get wisdom from the word of God, understanding that if I ever wanna get out of these traps, I gotta draw close. I gotta, I gotta go deeper into my relationship with God. I gotta get closer to Jesus because not only can he get me out of the trap, but all of a sudden as I'm getting closer to Jesus, a maturing is at the same time coming into my life. So it's two for one special with Jesus. I'm getting out of the trap. I'm getting out of the imprisonment and I'm maturing in my walk with him at the very same time. You can't pull away. You gotta draw close. And I thought about this, you know, to the person who does pull away, to the person who thought they could solve it on their own and, and they leave and they step away from church, they step away from the things of God, they step away from a devotional life. I thought about this, you know, their Instagram account's never gonna let you know that. Social media will never let you see that it's getting worse for them. Because none of us are posting that crap on social media, you know what I mean? Life sucks, just wanted everyone to know. No, like, no, you're posting, you got, you got your makeup on, you got that nice stuff, you got your clothes on, you're looking good, it's the bathroom selfie. You know, the whole, like we're only posting highlights of our lives. Someone's got a bathroom selfie out there. So, um, we're only posting the highlights of our lives on social media. So, so the person who's out there going around the mountain again and again and again and again because they pulled away, you'll never see it on social media. Like if you only look at social media, no one in the United States ever struggles with anything. On Instagram, all our bills are paid. We just got a new car. I got some new clothes, some new shoes came in the mail and I'm, I'm dating someone new. Like life is awesome. No one's ever struggling on social media, but come on church, this is why the Bible says God doesn't look at the social media accounts. He knows and sees the issues of the heart and he knows when you're struggling. God sees the struggle. God sees the tension. We're not fooling him because we act like the tension's not increasing. We're not fooling him when we act like, oh, I'm pulling away, but I'm handling it and I got it, Jesus. He's laughing. He's like, no, you don't. You don't got it. You, you don't got it. And the trap's gonna get more intense the more you pull away. We gotta draw close. This, if this is the year for anything, for some of us, boy, this has gotta be your year to draw close. This has gotta be your year to put God first. This has gotta be your year to go deep in your relationship with God. Draw close and you can be set free. You see, when I thought about that story in Mark chapter five, that woman, right? Woman with the issue of blood. She found herself in an imprisoning trap. She's trapped with this illness. She's in a, in a trap. She's like, God, I spent all my money. I went to all the doctors in town. They got no answers. God, I've done all this stuff. I don't know what to do. I'm in a, I'm in a trap right now. And I think it gives us a, a real beautiful uh, principle, sub 30. And the principle is this. If you want freedom, you gotta find it. If you want freedom, you gotta search for it. Freedom will not just find you one day sitting around. You're in a trap and you're like, well, maybe if I just sit on my couch long enough, watch Netflix, I'll, I'll get free. It ain't happening. 
freedom isn't gonna find you like that because like, like I just thought, how many times have we seen that person, right? How many times have we seen the person in the trap, in the trial, thinking to themselves, well, well, I'll just go to bed tonight, I'll get a good night's rest and maybe things will be better tomorrow. And if that's your potion, like if that's what you're sipping on, guess what happens? Tomorrow morning you wake up and nothing's better. Sleep doesn't fix the trap. You ignoring it doesn't fix the trap. You gotta go further in your relationship with Jesus. Here's the principle. Freedom doesn't find the waiting, it finds the seeking. Freedom, liberation, liberation. It doesn't find the lingering, it finds the longing. Who's going after it? The woman in Mark 5, she has an issue. She's not getting better. And guess what, sub 30? If she stayed on the couch, she never would. Got an issue. Man, I, I wish Jesus would heal me. Well, Jesus isn't in your bedroom right now, is he? You gotta go out and find him, Mark chapter five, woman. And so that's exactly what she does. And she seeks to find Jesus and she found her freedom in her seeking. If you wait to get out of the trap, if you just wait hoping one day freedom's gonna find you and I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and all my problems are solved and it's all done, you're gonna be waiting a long, long time. If you want freedom, you gotta find it. And it's in the person of Jesus Christ. This has gotta be your year to draw close. This has gotta be your year to seek Jesus. Ask, seek, and knock, Matthew chapter seven would tell us. If you want the pressure gone, you gotta ask, seek, and knock. I know people who are upset at themselves because they're like not any closer to God than they were like a year ago. They're like, but I just don't understand. I'm just not any closer to God. And, and, and it's not a blanket statement for all people, but sometimes the reason you're not any further in with Jesus is because you haven't knocked on the door. You haven't done enough knocking for him to open the door and you, you come in, you come closer, you draw closer. This has gotta be the year you start knocking. This has gotta be the year you start asking. This has gotta be the year you start seeking like you never have before. You know, I keep using that word trapped tonight. It's on a massive screen behind me. You can't miss it. Um, just to make it real practical for you real quick, I, I'll give you some some practicality for where people might be trapped. Um, the first one I thought of is, is pretty obvious. There's some people in here tonight and you're just trapped in sin. You're trapped in a, in a pattern of sin. And, and the thing about being trapped in a pattern of sin is like sometimes you're trapped in it and you don't even like doing it anymore. You're like, I don't even know why I'm doing this right now. Like I don't even like doing this, but like I can't stop doing this because it's a pattern. It's a pattern that you've created. You don't wanna do it. Even Paul says in the Bible, man, the things I wish I didn't do, I still do sometimes. It's a pattern and you're trapped in the pattern of sin. How do I get out of the pattern of sin? You gotta draw close, don't pull away. I thought about, there's people in here tonight, you're trapped in mediocrity. When I thought of mediocrity, I, I thought of like personal devotion with Jesus. Like maybe you would say, I just kinda have a mediocre relationship with God. I just got a mediocre prayer life. I got a mediocre kind of study devotional life. I got a mediocre worship life, a mediocre praise life. I just, it's just mediocre. How do you get out of the trap of mediocrity? You, you draw close. You get closer to Jesus. He'll set you on fire like we're just singing about. And all of a sudden, mediocrity is far behind you. And now an intense, thriving, brilliant relationship with Jesus is at hand. I wrote down, some people are trapped in laziness. You're just trapped in laziness. I mean, I, I think we could all raise our hand tonight and say, undoubtedly, we live now in 2016 in the laziest generation of human beings that have ever walked the face of the earth. I mean, it's just, you don't, you don't have to move to do much anymore. 
I mean, like, I, I just found out the other day, I'm probably late to the party, but like, you can actually have someone bring your groceries to you. I don't even have to go to Publix anymore. I don't even have to go to Costco on a Saturday. Praise Jesus. Because someone was fixing to die the next time, okay? Like, it's just, but sometimes we're trapped in laziness and it's just become a pattern. We're lazy, uh, we don't wanna work, we don't really wanna do anything, we don't wanna cultivate anything good in life. It's a massive pattern of laziness. How do I get out? You, you don't pull away from God, you, you draw closer. I wrote down, some people are trapped in doubt. Doubt. You're trapped in just doubt. You don't know if God is real, you don't know if he exists, you don't know what you think about church and Jesus and God and is, is the Bible right, is it, is it wrong? You know, I, I thought about this in my head in regards to doubt. Um, let's say there was a reporter, right? I'm not talking like a TMZ reporter, I'm like a real reporter. And so like, let's just say there was a reporter who's like wanting to do like a, just a real big story. Let's just use Celebration Church, right? They wanna do a big story on Celebration Church and it's gonna be in all the local papers, magazines, whatever. It's gonna be an in-depth look at Celebration Church, but, but they never came and interviewed anyone. They never came to any service. They never came to talk to any of our staff, but, but they went ahead and wrote the article anyway and published it. Like, like if you knew that was true, you would say, well, all of your comments, whatever they might be, are probably totally invalid because you didn't really get inside. You didn't really seek. You didn't really ask a lot of questions. You didn't really see it for yourself to really write a, a true opinionated article. You, you see, I think there's a lot of people like that when it comes to doubt. There are people who are making judgments about Jesus and church and God, but you haven't sat in it long enough to actually find out who he is, what he's done, and there's people trapped in doubt. I don't think God's real. When was the last time you were in church? I don't know, long, long time. Well, bro, you, you got nothing to really go on. You, you, you're not in the midst. You haven't allowed yourself to see life transformation happening in people and all this kind of stuff. And, and I, so again, I would just say, if you're trapped in doubt, what should I do this year? You should draw close. Draw close. Get a deeper insight into what's actually happening in Scripture with people who serve Jesus, the church, God, the, the, the whole deal. You gotta draw close and all of a sudden you'll, you'll begin to understand. And I believe, it's, it's my persuasion, that when you draw close, all of a sudden doubt won't continue to fill up, but that faith will rise up and, and dots will begin to connect about the things that you were doubtful before. But if you just keep sitting back saying, I don't believe God, I don't believe church, I don't believe any of this, then, then doubt will just live with you forever. But if you actually want dots to connect this year, draw close. Ask questions, get involved, be, be open. Don't, don't have a big, huge wall and, and be, just, no, let's just have open conversation. You wanna send me an email, send me an email. I don't care, let's just talk. The, the biggest thing I hate about our generation right now is no one can disagree well. I don't wanna get on a soapbox about it, but, but it's just like so, sometimes we can't just be afraid to ask questions. Let's just talk, let's talk about God, let's talk about the church, let's talk about Jesus, let's talk about all that kind of stuff. Some people are trapped in doubt, I gotta move quick. Some people are trapped in worry and anxiety, right? We prayed for it tonight. If you're trapped in that kind of stuff, man, you draw close to Jesus, he can free you from that. I wrote down some people are trapped in boredom. Like you just feel like life's boring, it's going nowhere. Basically boredom is the opposite of the abundant life that's available in Jesus. Like I can easily see, man, how if, if someone is not in a genuine relationship with God, how life can be boring. Because at the end of the day, what do you got to live for? What, more money? Like, you're just gonna chase that the rest of your life? But man, when you come into a relationship with Jesus 
And now the abundant life is available. Man, it, it opens up this whole new, exciting, exhilarating thing. You're only gonna find it when you draw close. And here's this woman, and real quick, I just think there were three things that she did in Mark chapter five in regards to her drawing close. We're gonna write these down, we're gonna pray for people. Number one, the first thing she did is the Bible says she heard. She's sick, she's in pain, she's dealing with a lot. No doctors can help her. And the Bible says she heard about a man named Jesus. You see, this is really encouraging for all of us tonight because the first point in drawing close to Jesus, we're all doing right now together. We're, you're like, you're, you're 100%, one for one right now. It's awesome. We're all hearing. You gotta constantly put yourself in an environment where you can hear the message of Jesus Christ. You wanna draw close? You wanna get out of the trap? Boy, you gotta hear about it. The Bible says in Matthew that uh, he who has an ear, let him hear. This is why I always pray. See, sometimes you hear me pray up on stage and I just say the same thing over and over. Like some of you might even joke, like I bet he's gonna say that same thing all the time. Like, like I say what I say because I want it to be true of us. God, never let us be hearers only. I'm thankful for the hearing, but I want us to be doers. See, there's a difference for you just listening and you hearing what God's saying. He who has an ear, let him hear. God, what, what, what is that gonna do for me? The Bible says in the book of Romans that faith comes by hearing. Isn't that awesome? How, how does faith increase in my life? I can, well, it's only gonna come one way, and that's through you hearing. You gotta hear. What, what am I hearing? Faith comes by hearing the message, and the message is the word of Christ. I gotta hear about Jesus. It increases my faith. And I thought about this. When a person pulls away from hearing and receiving the word of God, you can be assured of one thing, their faith will dissipate. It'll absolutely be gone. You cannot pull away. Sometimes I remember back in Georgia, I was doing some young adult ministry. I had this guy come up to me one time. He was like, man, you know what? I'm, I'm not really about like the church, like coming to a church. I do like my own like house church. Oh, okay, okay. All right, and who, who comes to your house? Well, it's just me, man. It's, I just, all I need is me and God. It's just me and God. And, and I'm just like, man, I just, I would be very cautious. I would be very careful. I mean, like you're immediately throwing out every verse that talks about the community and gathering together and all that kind of stuff. But, but at the same time, and you gotta be putting yourself in an environment where you can hear and, and I, 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 yeah, I can sit at home and I can read my Bible and God can speak to me that way. But man, I love coming and sitting under the teaching of my pastor, Stovall and Carrie Weems, because every time I hear the word of God being preached, it's edifying me, it's lifting me up and it's increasing my faith. But if I stop all that, faith will dissipate. The second thing the woman did after she heard is the Bible said she came. She wasn't just happy hearing about Jesus. She wanted to come and see Jesus. So she got herself through the crowd. She finally found Jesus. The Bible says this in Hebrews chapter 11, verse six, without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. And check this out, I don't know if they have it, but he rewards those who earnestly seek him. He rewards those who earnestly seek him. You gotta write the verse down, write it down in, in your notes. He rewards those who earnestly seek him seek him. Think about it like this. Um, let's just say you roll into your neighborhood uh, one day and um, similar to my neighborhood probably, let's say you, you go in, you're driving in and there's a lost dog poster, okay, up like every other tree, you know, sometimes and uh, you're like, we get it, people, you lost your dog. So um, there's a lost dog poster and let's just say this, let's just say it says, you know, they're all the same, right? There's a picture of Lassie and then there's like a description, um, you know, answers to this name and blah, 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 the address is there. And then it says, let's just say it says, we'll pay $500 
to whoever finds this dog, right? That's an important dog to someone, $500. Um, I'll pay $500 to someone to take my dog. So um, $500, and, uh, but, but here's what you do, right? Let's just say you, you, see the, you see the picture and the whole deal, and let's just say you walk up, you knock on the person's door, you go to the address, you knock on the door, they answer the door and you're like, hey, what's up, my name's so-and-so, and, -so, and uh, just wanna let you know, I've really been looking uh, for that dog of yours and uh, I'm here to collect the reward. And they're at first probably gonna be like, oh my God, this is awesome. You found the dog. Hey, honey, hey, you found the dog. We're gonna be great. This is awesome. Praise God. Where's the dog at? Is the dog here? And all this kind of stuff. And then your response is, oh, no, no, no. I ain't, I ain't found no dog. I'm just saying, I've really been looking though. Like I have hardcore been looking for that dog. I mean, I spent like all day yesterday. I was looking for that dog, but I just wanna let you know, I've really been, I've really been looking really, really hard and I'm here to collect the money. They're gonna look at you and they're gonna say, no, 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 like, you know, no dog, no money, you know? It's as simple as that, you see, sub 30. Um, people don't reward others for just looking. But yet your Bible said that God has saved up rewards if you will only seek, if you will just start looking, if you will just start seeking in Scripture. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. In other words, Jesus is saying, you don't even have to worry about the finding right now. I got rewards if you'll just look. I got rewards laid up if you'll just open up the scriptures and start seeking and, and looking for yourself. But be encouraged because the Bible also says in Jeremiah 29, 13, that you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Here God is, he's got rewards for seekers but yet some people still don't even bother. Man, does that make no sense at all? Like what if that poster in your neighborhood said, we'll pay $500 for everyone who looks for this dog. Boy, you got people out there with flashlights and dog whistles and dog treats and they're going, man, they're going to be out there just getting it, man. And, and that's literally what God tells us in his word. I got rewards for seekers. You going to start seeking this year. You going to draw close this year. Imagine, like, I, I, don't, I don't believe in living in regret because, I, I mean, I think God can redeem time. He can redeem all sorts of stuff. But, but let me just say this. Imagine maybe what rewards we missed in 2015 because we didn't do a whole lot of seeking, but praise God, there's a 2016 that we can start seeking and drawing close right now. God's handing out free rewards. I don't wanna miss that. I, don't, I, I, I wanna be a part of that. And he says you can have it if you start seeking me. The, the last thing she did is number three, the Bible said the woman she touched. She heard, she came to Jesus, but then she reached out and she touched the hem of his garment, the Bible says. That's amazing faith, right? She reached out and, and she touched. In other words, um, just because you come into the presence of Jesus doesn't mean that you don't need to exercise faith while you're there. And, and what if, sub 30, what if this year with every passing Sunday that, that we gather together, what if we stopped treating church like an NFL game where we just come to spectate, but instead we get here to activate the faith that we have? I wonder what would change in some of our circumstances. You see, again, I'm glad the woman got out of her house. I'm glad she went across the dirty streets of the city to find Jesus, but she still wasn't getting a miracle if she just stood in the crowd. She still wasn't getting a miracle because she was just there around 
Jesus. Boy, she had to reach out and grab hold of something. And and I'm glad that you're here, but man, what I would love even more on a Sunday night than just your attendance is, man, I would love for us to just make the commitment to ourselves. This is not something in writing. I will never know if you're doing it or not. But man, when you come into the presence of God on a Sunday, I'm not just here to watch. I'm not just here to observe other people getting what they need from Jesus, but boy, I'm coming in here with my own petitions, with my own needs, with my own, come on, miracle stuff that I need God to do, and I'm gonna reach and grab hold of Jesus while I'm here. And the Bible says then that she was freed immediately. That word's interesting in scripture, immediately. Why does the Bible say immediately? I think it could say a lot of things. It could just say, hey, she reached out, she touched Jesus, she got healed. It's good enough, it tells us what we need to know but your Bible wanted you to know immediately she gets healed. And I, I just think that's for the simple fact that right now in 2016, thousands of years later after this event happened, God still wanted someone in this room tonight to be reminded that he's the God of the immediate miracle. He's not just the God of the occasional miracle or the once in a while miracle or every now and then when I got a moment kind of miracle, he's the God of the immediate miracle. That's encouraging for me sometimes because sometimes I don't have a whole lot of time to wait Sometimes I'm like, God, it's, it's now or never. It's make or break. You, I need you to show up. And if God put me on a waiting list, that would be awful. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people in third world countries that are gonna beat me on that list and all kind of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of needs, a lot of stuff. But he's the God of the immediate, immediate miracle. And then she's freed. As the rest of the band gets ready to join me, I wanna read you this story, right? It's not my own story. Jesus wrote it first. So um, Luke chapter 11 starting in verse five, says this, and Jesus said to them, which of you has a friend who will go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey and I have nothing to set before him and he will answer from within. Do not bother me, the door is now shut and my children are in bed and I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, Yet because of his impudence or persistence or audacity, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. So this is what Jesus says right here. Jesus says, um, let me me tell you a story real quick. Uh, He says, let's just say you're at home one night, you're asleep, you know, you and the missus, you already did the dishes from dinner, you guys are, are down, and for whatever reason, like the kids are sleeping in the same bed tonight, it's just like a big slumber party in your room, everyone's together, right? Okay, and let's just say one of your friends comes to you, and your friend's name's Joe, and Joe knocks on the door, and Joe's like, hey, what's up, man? Hey, I came to get some bread. It's midnight, right? Like you're thinking to yourself, what is that idiot doing on my front porch? What's going on right now? And like, you're like, everyone's asleep. The kids are asleep. And you're like, Joe, no, man. Joe, get off my porch, man. I ain't getting up to give you any bread. Hey, man, I got some visitors coming in, man. They almost here. I need some bread. I need some bread. Come on, man. Give me something. Give me something. You're like, Joe, shut up. You know the missus does not do good without her eight hours, Joe. The kids are asleep, they got an early morning tomorrow, we gotta get them to school, okay, my son has a project, he didn't tell me the last minute, here we are, we're doing this project, Joe, I'm not getting up. I'm not getting up, Joe, man, I ain't leaving, dog, I need some bread, I ain't leaving. Right, and it just goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and and the principle is this, Jesus is telling this story, and basically Jesus says this, you might not get up and give Joe some bread because you really like Joe right now, but you'll give him some bread so he'll shut up and get off your porch. And this is the story Jesus says. Now, here's the deal. If you look at that story as from the perspective of, of Jesus being you know, the guy in bed, then it doesn't really make God look gracious, does it? It's like God's like, fine, here, take a miracle. Shut up, stop bothering me. You know, like, 
doesn't make God look a whole lot of fun, okay? But, but it's, it was never really meant to be viewed from that angle. It was meant to be viewed from the angle of the man knocking persistently over and over. I, I'm not leaving. I, I'm not going away until I get some bread. I, I'm not stopping. You better get out of bed and give me something. And, and Jesus is saying to all of us, that's how I want you to ask. That's how I want you to seek. That's how I want you to knock this year. You wanna get out of the trap? Then you better ask like that. You wanna get out of the imprisonment? You wanna get out of the confinement? You wanna get out of the, the limitation that you've been in right now in the rut that you've been stuck in over and over and over? You better ask like that. You better draw close like that. And God's saying, man, if you can get that kind of spirit, if you can get that kind of asking and seeking and knocking, then the word tells us that, yeah, the man gets up and he gives the guy what he needs. Man, I, I just think some of us, maybe, maybe we asked once and it didn't happen, so we stopped asking. You better ask again. Maybe we like kind of started walking towards Jesus, but it just wasn't moving at a quick enough pace for us. So we kind of was like, man, I don't know if I believe in this God stuff. You better draw again. You better draw close again. Draw close to get out of the trap. Why don't we stand to our feet right now? I wanna pray for us. Liz is gonna come up in just a couple minutes and she's gonna let us know some announcements that we need for the next couple weeks. Some really actually important stuff. Again, we can worship God in our giving on the way out. The ushers will be at every exit. But with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just wanna pray for people who know you gotta start drawing close. You spend a lot of time pulling away, thinking that you could handle it. You know, I'm not, I'm not bashing you. I did my own time pulling away thinking I could handle stuff. And, and, and if you've had experience, that's great. I've had experience. If you haven't had to go down that path, then let wisdom help you through my experience. Pulling away is not gonna do anything. It's only gonna increase tension. It's only gonna increase the pressure. You want freed from the trap. This is the year you gotta draw close. This is the year you gotta go all in on Jesus. This is the year you gotta get serious. I, I, in February, we're gonna do a whole series on on marriage and singleness and dating and sex and the whole deal. But I just wanna say right now to every dating couple, married couple in the room, I'm talking to guys right now. If, if, if you're big enough to hold hands, if you're big enough to take her to dinner, if you're big enough to make out, if you're big enough to do all the stuff that, that everybody's doing, in, if you're big enough to do all that stuff, then I'm here to tell you, you better be big enough to lead this relationship like God wants you to lead it. Lead it like you know God wants you to lead it. And so, so here's what I wanna say. I'm not bashing any guys. I'm not bashing any guys, okay? It's fresh start, ladies. Don't get on your fellas if they haven't been doing a good job. Everyone deserves a fresh start. So this is the fresh start. But fellas, here's what I wanna say. Why don't you be the one to say, hey girl, this year we are gonna draw close. This year we're gonna draw close. Don't, don't wait on her to be dragging your butt to church on a Sunday night, okay? NFL season's basically done. You know what I mean? Brady's out. Sorry if that's a spoiler. You DVR'd it, sorry. But why don't we step up, guys? Why don't we be the ones to say, you know what? We're gonna, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna help lead this thing. I'm gonna help draw close. We're gonna draw close and we're gonna see God do great things in us and deliver us from any traps that we might be in. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, for every individual, if that's you tonight, just lift your hand. If you wanna, this is the year to draw close. God, for every hand lifted, God, I thank you for sub 30. God, I thank you for what you're doing. 
in our lives. God, I pray that you would draw close to us. God, as we draw close to you, God, you're running towards us. We thank you for that promise in your word. God, we thank you that, that you don't go against your word. God, you're not gonna leave us. You're not gonna abandon us. But God, the trap is gonna be lifted off. The imprisonment's gonna be lifted off. God, I pray that freedom comes into our lives. This is not the year to pull away. We're no longer pulling away, but we're gonna draw close. We're coming closer to Jesus. We're gonna keep knocking. We're gonna keep asking. We're gonna keep believing. We're gonna keep seeking. God, let us see things we've never seen before in scripture. God, as we pray, let us like hear your voice like we've never heard it before. Just like that Holy Spirit knocking, God, I know what it feels like, but God, I pray that the rest of sub 30, all of us would know what it feels like. Just that unction of the Holy Spirit in our heart, man, when we're like, yes, that is God, he's speaking to me. And God, I just pray for sub 30. Lord, you're, you're strengthening us, you're making us healthy, you're maturing us this year. God, we take ownership over our spiritual lives. We're not, we're not waiting on someone else to feed us. God, this year we're gonna be self-feeders when it comes to your word and getting into times of devotion. And we just declare the trap to be over in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.